Oop-pop-a-doo and how do you do? This is the Asterix Star Podcast. My name is Ethan, your host. With me as always, the buzz to my Woody, it's Coogee. Don't make me Tim Allen. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting Tom Hanks. And special guest today, the uh, the pod brother, the OG hard man himself, Jared. What's up, Jared? Well, the pod father, surely. Mm-hmm. You're not my father, though. You're my brother. Yeah, my father. That, that makes sense. True. Yeah. Can I be the slinky yeah. dog? Who's that guy? Jay Varney? The, yeah. You can be the guy. Yeah. Who's passed on. Wait, did well, they use his voice like they, from recordings? Uh, they did. In the past? No, they did that with Don Rickles. I think they just recast Slinky Dog in like three. Yeah, I think they did. You know, they did. <laughs> First off, Kuji, where'd you go? <laughs> We're just looking at Roddy, Roddy, Roddy Piper now. <laughs> as much as I love your background in Zoom. All right. So we are here together to discuss Toy Story 4. Everyone, Bonnie made a friend in class. Oh, she's already making friends. No, no, she literally made a new friend. I want you to meet Forky. Uh, Hi. Hi. Ah! (gasps) He's a spook. Yes, yeah, I know. Forky is the most important toy to Bonnie right now. We all have to make sure nothing happens to him. Woody, we have a situation. I am not a toy. I was made for soup, salad, maybe chili, and then the trash. Buzz, we've got to get Forky. Affirmative. The Quattro. The Quattro. That's why we're talking Jim Varney's and Slinky Dogs (laughs) and whatnot. Yeah, Toy Story 4, the final insult. (laughs) The most needed of the series. Um, So, yes, Jared, you can be Jim Varney all you want. Or I guess I'll no, I'll be Potato Head because I'm going to be the heel. I'm going to be the heel that's bringing all the negativity and allows you two guys to keep your Pixar uh, hands clean. You can be the faces. Okay. You're just the Potato Head. You're not. You're not Mister. Well, they yeah, I'm Mister right? Potato. Am head. I right? I'm not Mister <laughs> Potato Head. Here we go. I don't actually know what it, all that was about, but it's funny just seeing randomly in the news. Uh, potato head icon popping around. Did I miss? I missed some news. I've been off Twitter. Oh, okay. I've been taking a mental health break from Twitter. This uh, is thriving. <laughs> well, to fill I'm you thriving in, thriving on Letterboxd, like Hasbro or Mattel or whoever makes Mister Potato Head. They didn't really say anything. They just like we're going to introduce a guy who's well, not a guy, a potato head that's just Potato Head, not Mister or Mrs. Oh, it's gender-neutral potato head. Yeah, but they're still going to have Mr. and Mrs., but then, like, uh, everybody... A third potato head? Yeah. Okay. Did they ever have little spuds? <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head? They should have had baby potatoes, yeah. Yeah. If they knew what they were doing... Seems like... <laughs> if they had any... If they had, if they took a, a note out of Disney's book on uh, on managing their intellectual property, you know... They would have worked out some little baby potato just, heads in there. Just breed it as much as you can. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it's funny to imagine people getting angry at a non-binary uh, potato head since he obviously has no genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> so. That is funny. And That's what you've been missing on Twitter. It's just a blank. The last thing I hit was canvas. that. 
The last thing I hit was that Dr. Seuss, uh, they took all the racist books off the shelf and people uh, got upset as if they need Dr. Seuss in their life. (laughs) As if they'd ever heard of those books. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Mr. McGillicuddy's Lake or something. (laughs) (laughs) I have one of them. I have uh, to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street. It's mildly racist. That's the only one I've ever read of them. Is yeah, that, that, that could fetch you a pretty penny on racist eBay. Probably. Yeah, I got to get on Parlor, <laughs> which is just regular eBay. Uh, so I've never <laughs> sidetrack aside. eBay. <laughs> I don't even know what that was. eBay's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so yes, to get back on track, we're talking about Toy Story Four. Let me give you a quick synopsis here. When a new toy called Forky joins Woody and the gang. A road trip alongside old and new friends reveals how big the world can be for a toy. Now, Jared, you're famous for your hot take that Toy Story 2 is the best Toy Story. No, 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 now, no, 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 no. <laughs> the best, famous, on the record. The, the best of the Toy Story sequels. Um, and I would say specifically in the sense that it's the only Toy Story sequel that deserves to exist even remotely. I would probably say none of them deserve to exist, but <laughs> two most of all. Three or four don't. And we'll get into that some more. But with that being said, how excited were you to see Toy Story 4? Uh, I mean, it's or wild. when it was announced. Because it, was... when it was announced, I mean, you know. <laughs> it's just, you know, nothing ends. <laughs> so you're just kind of thinking, oh, man, just retreading. Beating a dead horse. I mean, it IP. was a long time ago now, um, eons ago. This was, what, 2019? So <laughs> yeah, this, many, this many was several, ago, several lifetimes ago. I've yeah. reincarnated at least twice since then. <laughs> um, I would assume, yeah, my feeling was just uh, Toy Story at that point. Uh, they'd, they'd gotten one and two were really early because they cranked out two quick. And then it was like a decade. And they did three. Um and then it was like another decade, but in between, like they'd done a bunch of like little bullshit Toy Story like cartoons and shorts, and it seemed like maybe that's what they were gonna do. And now they've got that Buzz Lightyear movie coming, so you know, whatever. Is that a movie or is that a show? Oh, I don't know. I thought it was a movie. I guess because they've got Chris Pine on it. it. Chris Pine's doing a TV show where he plays Buzz Lightyear. Wrong, Chris. Chris Evans. Chris Evans is doing no. Chris Evans would not show up for a TV show. <laughs> He's got too much, too much power. Okay, you're right. You're right. It's a prequel film. Okay, so yeah, but it is Chris Evans. I am correct on that. It's a prequel. Like it's going to take place like in the factory. No, I think I think it's more like they they had that cartoon right where he actually played what the Buzz Lightyear character is in the Toy Story universe. Mm-hmm. So he's like yeah. an actual spaceman and whatnot, which is clever enough. Yeah, it says to focus on Buzz's in-universe backstory before he became a famous toy. So, a little weird. Yeah, definitely. Why didn't they get Tim Down- Tim Allen to do it? Well, probably because he's problematic now. And... <laughs> yeah. Uh, or more or less people realizing he sucks, not that he wasn't before. That's true. Good correction. Yeah, he's not just now problematic. <laughs> yeah. Been that way. The Last Man on Earth, is that a show? A shitty show? Yeah, him and him, Bill Hader. Last like re- last real man. Boy, that's Will Forte. Whatever. <laughs> Those are different shows. But 
Last Man Standing is what it is. Ah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I'm a real man. Or he's just like a racist dad. He was. It was just. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't that like intentionally like a modern, um, oh, like all in the family kind of thing, where he's like behind the times even to his family, but he's also a guy that like MAGA dads could look at and be like, yeah, well, you're saying what I'm thinking. Yeah, so it appeals to both sides. Yeah, it's like everyone has their own, their winner in there, just like Roseanne. <laughs> <laughs> So in this one we have no Roseanne's, but uh, as you mentioned, Tom and Tim, starring as Woody and Buzz, uh, and then we added a few more characters in here. We got Tony Hale as Forky, uh, perfect casting in my opinion for that one, because he always kind of plays the same uh, nervous character having a crisis. Yeah. And then we have uh, Keegan Michael Key, Jordan Peele showing up, Christina Hendricks. And uh, Keanu Reeves. Most importantly, though, the return of Annie Potts as Bo Peep. Annie Did you guys really work? <laughs> Did you yeah. guys even notice the character not being there for much of Toy Story Two and all of Toy Story Three? Uh oh! At the time, no. Yeah. Tuji. I thought she was in two. I didn't realize the three thing, but what? But they they like retconned it though. Well, they gave a reason why she wasn't there. I think I thought in three yeah. they mentioned because the whole idea. I mean, three is like cocoon with toys. It's just like all centered <laughs> around like death and like how inevitable it is for them, and they're all just kind of looking it right in the eye. Um, and I thought there was like an offhanded comment like, "We lost Bo Peep." Yeah, I think they kind of wrote that off, and then from what I could read, more or less the backlash of her not being there kind of made them want to uh, include the, her again. The backlash? <laughs> they said they got a lot of letters. Well, they got letters from uh, Annie Potts' uh, immediate relatives. <laughs> and her agent. Like, we demand Annie. I My theory on this movie is they got calls from like, 90 people who want to do voice acting and they're like let's just make another toy story and just put them all in it there's so many people like i could keep going even uh yeah. even flea has a a bit part in it which is <laughs> it's like it, it's it gets to star wars territory where it's just like all these people just want to be in the movie yeah. in some yeah. way well, and it's like okay well sure why not it's like uh like I said, I've been thriving on uh, Letterboxd. Um, I saw a review for uh, the Matrix sequels, um, and someone said, everyone in this who wasn't in the first movie looks like they won a contest to be in it. <laughs> yeah, it's about right here. Um, I guess most importantly, did any of or either of you two watch this movie again in preparation for this podcast? Kooji, did you? Yeah. Oh, you oh, watched it again. Job, nice, Cooch. No, I didn't watch it again. I did watch, um, I was looking up, I did a little research, so I was looking up some trivia and whatnot, and so I watched some of Toy Story of Terror. Um, cause <laughs> For no reason. Well, apparently there's the old timer character, like the clock or whatever, um, who I forgot was in four. I guess he was also in that, so I thought, okay, I watched a bit of that, and it was very uh, shitty, so I stopped watching it. And then you suggested I watch Lamp Life. Um, which was also shitty, but in a different way. Um, and that at yeah. least, you know, is relevant to this movie. Right. Lamp Life's kind of like, 
the story of Bo Peep from her leaving. Uh, yeah, Eddie's it's like the backstory now. that was so unnecessary they cut it from the movie, and they're like, let's just <laughs> not even edit this. We'll just throw it out as a short. The mo- the movie <laughs> Did- explanation was really like the cold open. I guess was really simple. It was like, yeah, Bo Peep got thrown away or given to some weird dude. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's the kind of thing that, that requires no explanation. It's like, yeah, the toy got given away, and then it wound up somewhere. Also, yeah, no. are ceramic lamps toys? Well, mm-hmm. I don't know, forks that. and toys. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny, though, because, like, you know, thinking about this movie and kind of just kind of looking into it again, it's it's odd that they brought Bo Peep back, because it, it almost seems like the story would work just as well um, with Woody, like, just meeting a new toy. Who tells him what it's like to be a lost toy? And out of any toy, uh, to do a, a story about a toy that like really lives, you know, out in the world and is doing great, like a ceramic lamp <laughs> would last maybe a weekend at a, at a uh, playground. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too that I was reading. Like the reasons why they left her out of three, I think, was because like they're like, okay, this character's porcelain, and they're going to be running all over you know, falling into these garbage chutes and like into dumps and getting carried by cranes. So like, it's probably going to not survive. Yeah. So yeah, then it, it is funny that that is the character that's it, yeah on her own. This ceramic might have survived the incinerator though. Yeah, she could just, just <laughs> mm. uh, truck right through it. Well, yeah. it also, it must be said that Bo Peep is also barely in the first movie. I mean, she's there to like be like Woody's like the only person who gives a shit about him and is like, looks out the window is like, Woody... If only, if only you could see how much Andy misses you. And that's her. That's her. You know, and then she kisses him at the end. But do they kiss? Yeah, he, kiss he's got a bunch of lipstick, yeah. which oh. is confusing. How does it get there? She wears lipstick. Doesn't make sense. A lot of unanswered questions. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're gonna answer all of them. Uh, so. Yeah, so you didn't watch the movie, Jared, so that's okay. We we won't maybe get into such specifics like we usually do. I forgot Forky was in the movie. <laughs> well, that raises a good question, actually. Uh, but I was going to say, Kuji, feel free to you know add your your uh, eagle eye observations at any point for uh, any moments throughout the movie. Well, okay. I, well, I saw this movie in theaters, and then yeah. I, I don't remember it that well because I was like. It was a weird situation. You were blazed watching Toy Story 4 <laughs> alone in a theater? No, it was, even <laughs> the sad- it was even sadder than that. I thought I was asking someone out, and then I'm pretty sure she didn't think it was a date. Or maybe she did. I, did- I never found out. <laughs> oh, man. So did she of- show up at the theater? Yeah. Okay, so you watched like, it had together. dinner and went and saw a movie. Like, I-, I don't know. You cut a hole in the bottom of the popcorn and it didn't really work out. <laughs> uh, not exactly. But, was it because it was a kids movie that she wasn't sure it was a date? <laughs> I we don't have sure. to go into details if they're. <laughs> if I remember correctly, she wanted to see that movie, or she mentioned okay. it to me before, and then I asked her to go. I don't know. When Maybe she was she's fifteen, got... though. <laughs> Maybe she just got real emotional at the end because it was like really sad. Well, you know what, Kuji? Let's ask her. I got her on the pod. Bring her on. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> nah. Um. 
so like I guess we were alluding to no one's really I guess necessarily excited for another Toy Story. You guys sequel. weren't excited. You guys are Gonzo for Toy Story. <laughs> you would think we were. <laughs> you love it. I was excited. We love it. Sweet taste. Until I saw it, and then you excited until you saw the mo- actual movie. Then you lost your excitement retroactively. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it, this is the first Toy Story that um, came about after you guys started this project of doing all the Asterix are, or doing all the Pixar movies. That's true. So Can't you weren't excited that. to be like, ah, bring it back where it started. Well, part of me, I guess, was excited because uh, I saw that as like uh, a escape plan. <laughs> it's like, okay, we'll do a Toy Story 4 pod and then we can wrap it up and we'll be, that'll be a nice uh, bow on this whole thing. Um, Bo. didn't happen that way. Cause we, so you weren't uh, looking forward to the movie. I'll answer first. So my, I was looking forward to the part that they were teasing, which was like, what is this concept of a toy being alive with Forky? And like, where can we explore that some more? So that part of it, I was like, oh, maybe we're going to get a little weird with Toy Story. And like, yeah, get kind of experimental. Now, after watching the movie, it really doesn't get into that very much at all. No. Kind of jerks you around, huh? It really does. Yeah. And like you're saying, more or less, Forky. I mean, you're saying Bo Peep doesn't matter in this case, but I mean, Forky doesn't really matter either. It's really just another story about Woody. Yeah, which... it's kind of a bizarre roundabout way of getting Woody lost so that he can do the Woody stuff. Um, I do think, I, I think you're right that the whole notion of how a toy becomes a toy, I think that's the natural. Uh, thing to answer Um, and you know getting into why Toy Story 2 I think deserved to exist it at least uh, broadened um, you know the world of Toy Story in some way it's like all right here's where Woody comes from all right well that's neat Um, Mm -hmm. but then you know since then it's just been a kind of a, a three and four are both like well let's take everything that exists already and kind of um just tear it down for the sake of like maybe that'd be interesting. So, I mean, you know, the first movie is, you know, the kid is uh, trying to get back to the kid because, you know, it's just a very basic velveteen rabbit, brave little toaster thing. Toys like being around their kid, get back to the kid. And then the second one kind of explored what happens when the kid grows up and they kind of, you know, kick the can down the road. They're just like, well, for a toy, the journey's the destination more or less. You know, it's worth being there with him as he grows up. But then the third one's like, yeah, He's grown up now, so now you just like the the like um, the awful fate you were trying to avoid in the first movie. That's just what you deal with, and that's the movie. Um, it's like okay, well that sucks. And then the fourth one is like, yeah, you know, being a lost toy, that awful thing you didn't want to do in the first movie. That's the movie, and you just deal with that. I'm like okay, well I guess we could do that. Yeah, uh, KG, did you have any other thoughts coming into it, or excitement, or no excitement? Um, uh, cut all this <laughs> <laughs> your hesitance I, I'm so hesitant um, I'm still thinking about that day but um, <laughs> I think what, what Jerry was saying is true that I think it makes sense to me now that Toy Story 3 was like this is the end of a toy's life basically but it's hopeful because you get recycled into like other kids or like another scenario. And I feel like maybe they made Toy Story 4 because the third one was like too like 
oh they're like faded to get like thrown away and then repurposed and then thrown away and repurposed it's such a shitty life and then this one's like but then they're like liberated they can just be free forever yeah i mean like based on what i was reading it it seems like after each one they do they're like not really planning on doing a sequel and then i'm sure this is how the process usually goes like someone just throws out a good idea to them and they're like oh we got a moment with that so yeah, for i think four, someone walked in and they were like hey who wants to make a billion dollars <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny I, I hope i can find it but one of the quotes from the producers is like it's not just about printing money it's like mm-hmm. really yeah it, it kind of is <laughs> but it did make a billion dollars which is wild i mean maybe uh, it's because they rely like I think Disney also relies pretty heavily on the Toy Story franchise. So maybe they just, in their mind, they're like, let's just keep renewing it, like, with some sort of media, like, every so often. So yeah. We, keep, we can keep that Buzz Lightyear ride. At, you know. <laughs> yeah, this, this is what Lasseter said. John Lasseter. Uh, disgraced uh, Pixar. Canceled. <laughs> uh, he felt that Toy Story 3 ended. Woody and Buzz's story with Andy so perfectly that for a long time they never even talked about doing another Toy Story movie. But when Andrew Stanton, Pete Doctor, uh, came up with this new idea, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. Which the for, the Forky so, idea, the Forky for him idea. leaving, John I Lester thought, leaving. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't stop thinking about this idea of getting disgraced and shoved out of my company. <laughs> No, yeah, the the idea I think twofold of the the Forky idea, but I think more so the like idea of Woody coming to terms with this fear he's had through all the movies of being a lost toy and like reconciling with that. Which like you're saying, Jerry, kind of almost removes some of the danger of the first few movies if it's like, oh, it's not a big deal to be a lost toy, it's actually preferred. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like if like they made another Lord of the Rings movie, and they're like, "Yeah, well, Sauron took over, but like, you know, you could just move on with your life, you know." Yeah, there's another Middle Earth. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) it's even better. Yeah, it's also weird because I mean, you know, the third movie had that moment. I actually bought for a moment that they actually were going to just incinerate all the toys, and that would be like the (laughs) end. Like, it's done, folks. Deal with it. Um. Because the movie's so focused around death, it's like, well, I guess maybe they'll do that. Um, they'll just, you know, fade to black, and they'll just have like no music over the credits. <laughs> um, and then this one is—it's kind of like, oh, it's even more finality because, like, now Woody just left. But it's also, in a weird way, if you build a movie around the notion of like Bo Peep's been lost forever, and they just happen to walk into her again, it's like, well, then there's no finality. There's no reason why the Toy Story 5 couldn't be like, oh, weird, running into Woody again. Happened to be at the same carnival again, or he, he's now on the Jersey Shore, or, you know, who, who the hell knows? <laughs> yeah, because he's, yeah, he's traveling with the carnival at the end, so it's like, yeah, it makes so, sense. Yeah, it could keep going. It's just like with the Star Wars. Once the guy comes back to life, it's like, well, now he could just do that over and over again. <laughs> it's <hope> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I hope in the next one, it just goes like, hey, guys, uh, Woody somehow reincarnated himself. I don't know. He's got a message. <laughs> he got a message from deep space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask, too. Because, um, yeah, Toy Story 3 deals with death so much that, like, you're almost hoping they go all the way with it. But 
like I don't know if it's the intention, but it, it almost is talking about reincarnation in a way because they're now reincarnating with a new kid. Uh, I was trying to think of like other ways, places they could go, like what I would want to see from a sequel if they ever did another one or I guess instead of the ones they did. And uh, yeah, that's an interesting idea. Like if the toys are broken down and then recycled into something else, like would it retain <laughs> Tom Hanks' voice? <laughs> <laughs> they become a like an eco-friendly like bottle of water. <laughs> I do Which think is that the, the first movie kind of leaves that question in your mind. Like all the the toys that uh that Sid like beheads and everything, like zombie rules, those should all be dead. They're all still alive, and so yeah, I think it is worth exploring why the toys are alive, and it's kind of a big fuck you that they don't um actually answer that question actually go out of their way to say fuck you at the end when someone asks that question and they're like "Mm." yeah she makes another forky yeah yeah she's like why am i alive she's like i don't know but even in this one too that like another part uh they show there's a cat in like the antique shop that's like a big threat and they show like the bottom half of a toy all ripped to shreds but then later they cut to like the club scene with all the toys and the top half is just hanging out in there. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. It, it's, so again, how do you... it's like, why do you care? Yeah, because all the other toys are freaked out when they see the like half-eaten toy. Yeah. But it raises the question, yeah, like, how do you kill a toy? <laughs> I think that's what, I mean, that's kind of the underlying thing that I hate about the Toy Story sequels is that it's 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 one of those things that you once you take an idea which is kind of its own thing and doesn't really have to operate under any certain rules. You know, the end of the movie, the toys all start talking to the kid and it's like, well, (laughs) in one movie that kind of makes sense. They're like pushed to their limit and they do this weird thing that they shouldn't be allowed to do. But then once you keep making movies over and over again, it's like, it's more about these characters themselves. And it kind of comes across in the intros where, you know, the intros to the second and third movie are those kind of fantastical. Um, one is the video game that buzzes in, and one is the imagination of Andy playing. Mm-hmm. And it still maintains that these toys are really just like conduits of imagination for children. This one opens, the cold open is about their lives. Like they live in a soap opera, and you're supposed to give a shit about, you know, these toys as toys, you know? <laughs> And so it's it's very bizarre. It just doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. Could you did you have any thoughts of where you would have wanted a, a Toy Story sequel to go? Um, you know, if we're, if we're basing it off the idea that one and two are the only necessary ones, so which I've come around to. I think you're right. <laughs> nice. Uh, so this not, this uh, this podcast has a purpose. <laughs> it does. I think agree. I'm not saying. Yeah. Oh yeah. I agree. I agree with that. I feel like they they I feel like they thought of the ending of both these movies and just couldn't decide on which one, so they made both. <laughs> Three and four. Yeah. This, yeah. Well, this one also introduces two things. At one point, Woody's on lookout duty and he is, starts falling asleep, which <laughs> yes. the toys into sleep. And then also yes. with the Key and Peel dolls, it introduces that toys can create their own like inner thoughts like inner monologues how do they well, do that's... that they do like cut scenes about like they talk about how they want to attack like the old lady or they oh grow, they can, like, blow like stuff fantasy up. sequences yeah uh. yeah but i mean even yeah though a lot of the plot is driven around woody 
telling Buzz to listen to his conscience. I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and, and Buzz takes it as like his little voice box, which is a, a funny bit. Yeah, that's but, cute. So it's like, what is Woody's conscience then? And yeah, he sleeps. He falls asleep at one point, And he also uh, inflates his head when he gets squished by the dad. Yeah. He like hold, holds his nose and blows. When, when the dad steps on <laughs> like, What's going on here? When the dad steps on him the first time, he steps on his body, and there's like a bunch of like bone crunching sounds. <laughs> <laughs> now, in this movie, Woody uh, gives up his voice box to the, the Christina Hedricks character. So is he now living as a, a psychopath with no moral sense of right and wrong anymore? <laughs> if that's his conscious, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's the question. Maybe that's your fifth one right there. <laughs> so pet, yeah, it just it just transitions into being the child's play series, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that, or maybe Toy Soldiers. That would be cool. Uh, yeah, a uh, 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 Toy Story versus Chucky movie. Like, why mm. not? Good toys versus the evil toy. Now that's a good. But, I'd see that. But like an actual evil toy is like trying to kill humans. Yeah. No, specifically Chucky. <laughs> actually Chucky. Yeah. Okay. yeah but the mark, chucky the and mark hamill of. chucky though yeah i mean if they had the balls to do that where chucky actually murders woody and some of the other toys <laughs> in the quest to kill the kid and and you know they beat him but uh you know there's a price now that would be a movie that actually brings about a good question I, i've actually never seen a chucky movie have either of you seen chucky movies no i've seen the original one and then the new like the remake Good. Uh, the first one, he gets like, I think it's like he a serial killer's soul gets stuck in him somehow. <laughs> I forget the the way it happens. Okay, but then the second one is <laughs> much dumber. Uh, <laughs> these toys have like little like friends AI doll things, sort of like Alexa ish things. Oh yeah, yeah. And then some disgruntled employee, like he like lost his like dental insurance or something, and so he like <laughs> removes the safety from the AI, and then it, and that's what like spurs the whole thing. Isn't that just like the Simpsons one where the Krusty doll's uh, alignment is set to evil? Yeah, <laughs> we'll switch on his back. <laughs> uh, well, how do they kill Chucky's in those movies, or do they not? And that's why they're sequels. They like blow him up, I think, in the first one or something, but you can't actually kill him. And then in he the... gets like stitched up and whatnot, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's stitched up in the second one. Okay. So you can't kill him, essentially. Well, yeah. And then in this most recent one, it's like all like on the in the cloud. So like his consciousness is everywhere. He's basically like Ultron. <laughs> okay. Mm. I can't beat him. <laughs> Uh, well, that then, I guess, <laughs> yeah. but that also kind of answers the question that you, I guess you just can't kill these toys because even at one point in this, uh, in Toy Story 4, uh, like Bo Peep's arm gets ripped off and she just like very loosely tapes it back together and it's working again as an arm. Yeah. But like, I thought, I thought, well, Potato Head at one point, he became a tortilla in the third <laughs> one. He just put That's... all his body parts on it and they all work into, yeah. So it's. It's loose, and I think all that stuff kind of works if it's just one movie because you can just have fun with it. But um, you know, once it's too consistent, it, it's it's very bizarre. Also, <laughs> these toys have really become busybodies 
over the years where like at first they just kind of like amused themselves and it kind of was like a fun notion of like hey kids when your toys get lost you know it's because they play and then they get lost you know or something <laughs> you know where'd yeah. that go oh i thought i left it right here kind of thing but now they're 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 moving all over the place and now they're like you know some kind of like uh like greenpeace or something for uh for lost toys and they're just like they're always moving they're constantly trying to like interfere it just and they're, uh they're executing at like seal team 6 level like <laughs> operations yeah exactly and it's it, i don't know it's just very bizarre it's like guys i you know what are the rules now like we now we need to know i mean if you're making four movies you need to know the rules yeah I did notice and make a note in this one that they're just getting so bold too with their movement. They're yeah. just like running along umbrellas in the busy carnival. And kind, it's like, kind of a weird contradiction because like the movies are all about accepting, you know, that sometimes you're lost or sometimes you're dead or sometimes you're given away. And yet they, they're, they're, you know, at the moment's notice, they're ready to jump in and like divert human beings lives, you know, to get what they want. You put put lives at risk. <laughs> yeah. They're like steering that the family's uh, RV basically, and like yeah. have accidents. Yeah. Uh, oh shoot, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I mean in the first one too. Part of what was neat about it was that like they're like afraid to leave the room more or less. Yeah. So it it kind of gives you those settings and makes the scenes like more I don't know grounded. But yeah. now they're driving in an RV and like Woody just jumps out the back. He's like, yeah, I'll meet you up five, six miles down the road. Yeah. He says, how long is it? Five miles. Like, oh, I could walk that. And then he just jumps out. It's almost like Which, if you had a movie about like a little girl who like, you know, fought City Hall to like stop a tree from being bulldozed or something. And then like three or four movies later, it's like. We're on the brink of nuclear war with China, and the little girl's like, "Pack my backpack. I'm going to Washington <laughs> to sort this out." I mean, I guess this is like the Fast and Furious, uh, yeah, trajectory, guess. right? <laughs> more and more, they just become eventually superheroes, and the team yeah. just keeps expanding over and over. <laughs> yeah, are there true. any worthwhile? Would you say when's the last time a worth? Now, you guys didn't even like Jesse, who was added in the second movie, oh, God. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I found like he and Peel kind of gave the movie almost like a DreamWorks vibe. They were like very like uh, attention grabbing in a very in kind of an annoying way. And then you had um, all mm -hmm. the folks who were obviously just wanted like, you know, they just wanted like Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks like to come to the studio because wouldn't you want to put them right. in your movie? You know, <laughs> um, who's the Christian Schaal is one of the. Christian Shaw is the trina, uh, Triceratops. Yeah, I don't know that any... I mean, they had a pretty good uh, dynamic with the first group. I don't know that anyone uh, made that a better dynamic by being added to the group. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because even in this one, it's still operating within the same group, more or less. Well, I guess Jesse's, Jesse plays a, a significant role. But none of the new... None of Bonnie's toys really do much. And I Other think that's than, why they have that whole SEAL Team 6 thing, because they have to, like, give something, give everyone something to do, you know? So, it's like, oh, you, jump on the thing. You, grab the thing, you know? We're all doing it. We're all technically in the movie. <laughs> Buy the toys, kids. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was one of my questions, actually, if if any of the post-Toy Story 1 toys uh, 
like which was your favorite or if any of them were necessary did you have any favorites Coochie? uh the the old prospector <laughs> stinky pete <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was that, that was fraser wasn't it yeah it was fraser i like the horse i think that makes sense for him to have a horse um and some of the, like the one-offs like the i like the uh the sad telephone or whatever from the third one. Oh yeah that was he, my favorite yeah he was pretty he's good he's like old like noir style or, yeah or wheezy <laughs> wheezy penguin wheezy the penguin was good yeah but i mean these guys they, they didn't the join the crew one. all the folks who joined the crew were kind of like hangers on yeah it, it is funny because they i mean they got pretty decently sized actors in there kristen shawl um fucking i can't think of his name the guy from curb his buddy from curb uh oh jeff garland garland yeah Mm. jeff garland's in there he's the unicorn oh waste of time yeah waste of time i mean he does have the funny like ongoing bit that he wants to get the dad arrested for some reason (laughs) i don't don't, trying to tell you i don't get yeah (laughs) uh i mean uh, any love for duke kaboom Keanu Reeves edition. I did. I did. That's the only like saving grace this movie. I think is Duke Kaboom. Oh, I liked Michael Keaton as Ken in the third one. Uh, I liked Combat mm. Carl. Oh yeah, uh, in this one, Carl um, Weathers. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. But uh, but you know, it, it's almost the kind of thing where it's like it's more fun if they just meet the toys and then leave. Like the fact that they're like accumulating a Katamari ball. Of like you know <laughs> like really just hangers on. It's just like we don't, we don't need this many toys, you know. Yeah, and they get like it, like were they was it all in like their contracts? Like every time you do a voice in Toy Story, you have to come back for at least like one line because <laughs> I feel like there was so much good voice talent, but then they ended up wasting all of it because there wasn't enough time. It's like yeah. almost a two-hour movie, and they still did not have enough time to give everybody a proper like role. And it's weird, like, the first movie, like, there's a significant role is given to that, like, strongman troll doll who doesn't speak, but he's just, like, the heavy, and he's oh. he's integral in a lot of the scenes, but, you know. He's the one who tosses Woody out. He, he's just kind of yeah. there, you know, he does what he has to do. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it is annoying because uh, in this one, too, it starts off going in a good direction that I like, which is the, uh, the little like felt doll voiced by bonnie hunt of uh i think also the girl's name is bonnie right uh she starts putting woody in his place because she's like the leader of that group and she's like i got it you know woody in the beginning he's like trying to organize shit and she's like i got it this is my team yeah and then throughout the movie like everyone's always looking for someone to lead them and it always just falls back to buzz or woody and then Jesse takes takes the reins a little bit, but like the Bonnie Hunt character is right there. She was <laughs> she was showing up. Like you should have had her do something. I I think that's just an example of Woody, like most main characters in Pixar, being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the first one. Uh, helped me realize too that he's just a cop because he's talking to that little tiny cop. And, he's literally uh, a cop. He's literally a cop. He's a yeah, sheriff. He's the sheriff in every way. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, he's way too controlling. Even he won't even let Forky like be the trash that he wants to be. Well, that brings to a, a a question: if if any toy made out of trash is like obsessed with going back to the trash, it seems it happens the first and the second time we see 
like a handmade <laughs> toy. Yeah. Like how? What if there were no other toys? Like it would obviously just keep trying to like commit suicide, basically. <laughs> it's kind of horrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's also weird because um, I mean, it you know, uh, Woody's like, oh, she needs you, Forky. You can't, you can't kill yourself. But it's like. She made him in like three seconds, so just make another one. And Which then, she does later. <laughs> yeah, just like be a, just be a disposable toy. Like she'll make one, you throw yourself away. Everyone's happy. She makes another one. Also, yeah. there's a point where she's like nodding off, holding it, and like stabbing herself in the face <laughs> with this fork. <laughs> yeah, and then later they they give her a spoon. Well, I remember reading that. Uh, that uh what's it called tony tony hale um he you know he was on board because he read the idea he's like wow a spork has an existential crisis i'm on board and it's like well that is a cool idea it's actually such a cool idea that that was the plot of the first movie (laughs) with buzz and that's what made it interesting (laughs) it's a good point uh yeah and i was thinking I mean, three and four, there's a lot of retreads for sure. Uh, and I guess, yeah, four to one is even a retread there. New Kaboom kind of seems like a bit of a retread of Buzz almost. He even has the like commercial scene where he. I don't remember Duke Kaboom in the movie. <laughs> He's a Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Reeves. Yeah. He's the stunt bike guy. Yeah, I just don't remember him. I don't remember like why. Like, I, he brought. Did he bring them to the, like, the. the was it the. Um, like the little disco or whatever. They went there to find him. Oh, yeah. I don't. Why do they need him? I mean, <laughs> they don't. But because they're all, yeah. they had to do a jump or something. They had to do a jump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the Gabby Gabby doll was in a case that was like far from any shelving, so they couldn't just run over to it. It was okay. guarded by adventurous dummies that also aren't toys. <laughs> Yeah, can we talk about Gabby Gabby? Because I feel like this was this movie was like um, they had a good, I guess I don't know they they like double subverted, and it was almost like um, so they uh they they had she's trying to get his voice box right, and that's like a, kind of almost like a body horror kind of thing, you know she's trying <laughs> to steal his organs from him, <laughs> right? And so he's rightfully not wanting that to happen, and then uh. At some point, he just realizes that he doesn't give a shit, and he's like, "Fine, you know, have my organ." And then uh, <laughs> yeah. she gets it, and it's like, "All right, well, that was an interesting play because obviously it's something I don't want to have happen as an audience and then he, member." Then he wakes up in a bathtub full of ice, and it's super <laughs> weird. Well, then you know she gets it, and it's like, "All right, well, that was a cool shift." You know, instead of her just being the bad guy, they kind of they came to terms in some way, you know, whatever. But then she immediately gets shat on and like the kid she wanted the or you know, the voice box for doesn't even like her anyway. So it's like yeah. you don't need another twist. Like I'm I'm the ride's over. Like I've followed <laughs> you through the ride, I'm here, and now I've gotta like wait, okay, so now she's starting at square one. She's gotta go th- like in the span of about three minutes, go through this, all right, now I'm coming to terms with the fact that my dream is dead. But then oh I met another kid. Okay, I guess I'll just go with her. Yeah, because you you think, and even watching it again, I, f- I forgot about the lost kid part at the end, but you think that she was just going to join the Bonnie crew and like, okay, we yeah. only have another character for the next movie. Yeah. No, they just find a lost kid and she goes with that kid. And yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think of like, I'm trying to like make it work in my head. Like, is there something about like, then Woody has a realization that like being lost is 
okay. I don't know. I, I you're right. It is that the enemies, like the main, like uh, antagonists from two, three, and four, are all basically the same character. They're like pretend <laughs> to be your friends. Yep, and they trick you to false sense of security, and then they <laughs> try to kill you. Exactly, and I guess outside of two, three, and four, both have the same like. I was I had a kid and they spurred me and I'm I'm sad because of it kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah actually, I, I I think I was reading that the whole notion of of what the hell Gabby Gabby. Um, it, I mean it's weird. I I think with a sense the movie gives you is what it is, which is a collection of old ideas that you know weren't good enough to go in the movies that they made before. And so the the notion of Gabby Gabby, I think, was one of the first ideas they had was a, a, a toy with a broken voice box. Um, and I think uh, apparently they took that character who was going to be a bear with a broken voice box and they just made that into the bear from the third movie. And mm. so it's like, all right, well, you kind of like, you know, you harvested something out of this idea you don't have to then like use the it's not like uh you know the way uh native americans use the buffalo you don't have to use the whole thing <laughs> like you know just take what's good and then discard the rest you know um but the the double subversion thing it almost seems like we're in a weird era where you know like movies in the past always followed like trends like um you know star wars was so big and so every movie had to do you know every studio had to do like a space movie and even like James Bond had to go to space, like in Moonraker, um, or you know the Matrix. You know, uh, everyone had to do Matrix effects and whatnot. But you could always point to a movie that was like huge and did you know huge numbers, like uh, in terms of ticket sales and everything. And now it seems more like we get trends in movies, and there's just no like success story to point to, like in terms of you know this kind of obsession that came about the last you know decade or so of subverting expectations is like well there's always been twists in movies but they usually were good you know <laughs> the the notion of just subverting expectations for the sake of doing it and like you know the audience is kind of disappointed but like that's the apparently intended effect um I don't know why anything happens in movies anymore. I don't know what the <laughs> successful, you know, um, uh, version of it is. It seems like people, yeah. everyone's kind of trying to stay ahead of, uh, I don't know, social media or whatnot. Yeah, all culminating in, I guess, Game of Thrones. <laughs> Their endings. Yeah. Probably the best, uh, biggest showcase of how that can go wrong. Yeah, and I guess this was, was that was that 2019 also? Yeah, I guess it would have been right. Yeah, yeah. So I guess what a year for subversion! <laughs> I mean, Peak subversion. Yeah, hopefully it's kind of ended. Uh, at least subversion, like for its own sake. Yeah. Did you like Gabby Gabby Kuji? Do you, Do you like her more than the other previous villains that are the same? <laughs> uh, it was just too obvious. And Which part? The how her outcome. Well, just like that, she was like pure evil. <laughs> but the whole voice box thing bothered me too, because like it's not really essential to like your life. So who cares if you have a voice box or not? Couldn't they just? Yeah, it's... I mean, she's friends with ventriloquist dummies. Shouldn't couldn't she just learn to be a ventriloquist? Because she can speak. 
She could just make the sound and like try not to move her lips. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it would have been interesting if maybe when Woody loses his voice box, he can't speak anymore. <laughs> but the fact that he still speaks, like it, it, like you kind of forget he even has a voice box because he rarely. I guess he used it a couple times in this movie, but like they he kind of stopped using for, the pull string. Yeah, it's just pull string for like strategy. It's not really even for. It does it like know. for a couple it of bits. It just has that one yeah. payoff in the first one where he accidentally does it and the dog wakes up. Yeah, it gets it's caught a great on the moment. rail. Yeah. He scares Sid. Yeah. That's a great moment too, yeah. But that's another thing they've always been inconsistent about because they have like, and that's kind of like the Brave Little Toaster where it's like, you know, like the race car can't drive without its batteries, but it's like, you guys are moving. Like, why can't he roll his wheels without batteries? You know? <laughs> so, like, at what point, where, where's the toy's functionality end? And, like, obviously, Woody, he's able to do the voices to freak out Sid. And those were all his, like, you know, backpack voices. But he wasn't <laughs> pulling his own. Maybe he was pulling his own string. I don't think he was, though. He wasn't because at one point, Sid picks him up and, like, looks at the string. And there's, like, no. Yeah, it's not so being pulled, and he's still talking. These, movie, these movies are falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> the logic. The the cinema sins are piling up. <laughs> well, uh, hmm. I thought at some point they were going to say that, like, toys have souls. Uh, that's where they were going with, like, like when Buzz was like, Woody, why do you, like, why do you keep doing this stuff? And he's like, because the voice inside me. He'd be like, what's the voice inside you? He'd be like, it's my soul. <laughs> but instead it's he was God. Like, it's my conscience, which kind of is sim. I mean, it's not really similar. It kind so of like is inner monologue sort of thing. Yeah, or demonstrative of like conscious thought. The other thing too about I can't, I guess I can't think of a good example, but I feel like in the first one or early on in these movies. You could kind of track where the toys learned stuff. So it's like maybe they picked this up from like watching, I don't know, the parents interact or something. They, that's but how they like, learned how to fuck. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> interact. But now, yeah, they're just, they're just like, they seem like they're like adults. And so in, more, in my mind, it's more interesting if you could like, have them be and i feel like it's it's sillier too if like you see them like how they learn stuff and maybe they get stuff wrong and i mean i guess buzz is kind of that example where he doesn't know what the conscious is so he thinks it's just his voice box but yeah it's kind of bizarre that if he he had the memories of a space cadet he never heard the concept of a conscience before (laughs) (laughs) that's true he used to be the most worldly of all of them yeah I mean, it's like cool um, if that was a running gag. Like he kept telling stories how he solved problems, but they didn't actually happen to him. They were just like in Bust Lightyear's backstory. Yeah, like from his his TV show. I guess they could do that if they knew they were making this movie. They could have uh, they could have plugged it. I mean, like that was like my extremely exciting adventure on the planet of (laughs) Kandu or whatever. I mean, they coming twenty twenty two in the second one. They like or in the first one they talk about like. I gotta beat Emperor's Org or whatever, and then oh yeah, he's gotta fight the Death Star or whatever. Yeah, and he mm-hmm. like talks about like last time I was on like Priminar Five, <laughs> calling base or whatever. So he, like it seems like he has those like implanted in his it is like psyche already. Yeah, 
Yeah, and they learned that stuff from playing the video game, right? I mean, at or one point that's he, how Rex learned, I guess. Yeah, at one point he's speaking, he's telling them about him, and he's speaking exactly what's written on the side of his box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, and this isn't in this movie, but I, I got a bone to pick with the fact that the third movie, they reset his brain by doing a factory reset of the toy, which doesn't make sense. There's no reason he would have like, uh, like a hard drive. <laughs> right. just, there's no settings. Like he has no. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so they've they've got. I I almost buy him having a Spanish uh, language setting, but it's uh, perverse that that would change his personality into a Latin stereotype, um, <laughs> right. or change it at all. Um, right. And the fact that they could mind wipe him again, it's taking too literally the notion that he he's got you know some amount of uh, I don't like he like he's a computer. He's not a computer. Help computer. He's not. He's not <laughs> Chucky. <laughs> Help computer. Uh, yeah, that was perverse. I, I also feel. I I just wanted to talk more about Gabby Gabby, and now I'm thinking about Buzz more. <laughs> I, I, I liked it, Gabby Gabby to some degree. I think the style was good. I liked the notion. It was very um, kind of a gothic horror kind of look with her and the little. Uh, guys you know mm-hmm. and the setting was good the atmosphere was good i think the movie is generally well executed it kind of reminds me of the opposite of like um this might be a big tangent but like an opposite of Uh-oh. like the uh like uh, like what Zack snyder's run on the dcu <laughs> oh boy. where it's like he was trying to do something really weird and trying to like intentionally clash with you know the understood like superman mythos and like what would superman be like if he was actually like, you know, fighting for the American way while we're in these, like, imperialist wars and, you know, whatnot. And it's like, well, that's interesting, but too bad you're not talented enough to pull it off and it all looks like <laughs> shit. Whereas this is like, well, you, you don't seem like you have any clear notion of what you want to do other than one more romp and to grab a bunch of old ideas off the shelf. Um, but it's well executed. You know, it looks gorgeous. Um, the voice acting's all, you know, again, I think the Mendoza line is like DreamWorks, which tends to suck um (laughs) you know all pretty good voice acting um and you know everything kind of works together it's just kind of a big mess it's like why are you telling me the story you know what do you care about Mm -hmm. and it it does kind of like we're saying it it does very much feel like half of the other story or like the leftover parts it's like you kind of could all these two or three and four probably like could have been one movie almost yeah it definitely um, feels like, yeah, different drafts of, like, the same general thrust. The, the other thing I was going to say about Gabby Gabby was uh, I do I did like her. And I think I liked her maybe most of, of all the these villains that they've had. Uh, because she did kind of always represent, like, the dark side of Woody. Like, her obsession with uh, being with a kid matches his obsession but like she's willing to you know go to like bloodthirsty levels of removing organs from other toys to get there. Well, Woody almost killed Buzz. Um, well, it's true. <laughs> so yeah, like Kuji said, he he was a, a absolute asshole in the first yeah. movie. In all the movies, for sure. Yeah, but I like that, and I wish. Like I like we're saying, there's so many of these like half thoughts in this movie that like they could have ran with any of them more and maybe got a, a more fulfilling outcome. Like either the forky existential crisis bit or like this two-sided part of Woody. 
the hero a lot. Villain. Yeah, there's Forky, there's the the Bo Peep, there's Gabby. There's just there's too much shit going on, and then it it mm-hmm. all kind of just. It's weird because there's so much shit going on, yet it also is in some ways boring because it's down to like we need to be able to do a really big jump. A lot of the movie is going to be dedicated to this. <laughs> they do twice. They do two big jumps in the movie. Yeah, with like ten minute lead ups. And it's almost like what what would be the equivalent in the first movie is like they they tried to like use the Christmas lights to get across. It was like ten seconds. You know, yeah. Like, Let's try this. Oh, it didn't work. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Any any three of any of those three main plot lines could have been better fleshed out and by been a better outcome. Yeah, I, uh, I wish they w- they would have repeated like any of the villains. Like that would have been more interesting. Villain. Yeah, that might have been cool. That's true. They're all still out there. Like, yeah, why couldn't Lotso be at the carnival? It would be cool to have, um, instead of Bo Peep coming back, uh, just have Stinky Pete come back. And <laughs> yeah. he's like, hey, I, I escaped that kid who sucked, and uh, I've been living on the streets, and it's actually it's way better. Yeah. I mean, I guess you don't want Woody redemption. to like hang out with Stinky Pete forever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Fall in love with Stinky Pete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ends with them know? on that carousel. Um. Why did they bring Bo Peep's sheep back? What do you mean? Like, I get Bo Peep, but who needs the sheep? Just <laughs> yeah. fucking get rid of them. Just be like, I lost Who's... my sheep, and I, you know, I, I, uh, I moved on. What if that's the movie? She just she lost her sheep. She's got to find her <laughs> sheep. <laughs> Classic story. <laughs> Maybe kids just don't know about little Bo Peep and sheep anymore, so they have to like bring the sheep in there, so you kind of get it. Even though one of the sheep's name is just Goat, because it's Billy, Goat, and Gruff. So one of them names? is just named, yeah. But goats aren't sheep. But the middle one's name is Goat. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Goats aren't sheep, that is correct. That is yeah. fact. Uh, but without the sheep, who's going to drive the skunk mobile? <laughs> That's another thing, too. It's, any human being would realize that that was not, like... <laughs> It looks like the like the raccoon RC thing from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that Charlie <laughs> makes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know it's like doing little spin turns and donuts. Like, yeah. yeah, that's how that's how skunks move. <laughs> and then yeah. they like go through the crowd so much. It's like you would have an exterminator, like animal control, if there was that many skunks like at your carnival. <laughs> yeah, or there's like easily shatterable. Uh, lamp figurines at the like a parent would just pick that up and throw it in the garbage bo peep <laughs> i would if i saw it at the playground that my kids were playing at oh yeah it's this... dangerous like broken ceramic <laughs> yeah it's also not fun like what kids playing with that yeah cause, <laughs> that's that's another question i guess and i it's maybe super minute but i really liked gabby gabby how she's walking around like she has like stiff legs all the time so I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, she can't move her legs. They're porcelain. Uh, but then at one point, like she does, like bend her legs to like curtsy or something to, to Woody. And yeah, Bo Peep's running yeah. around all over. So it's like, yeah, and I all guess, those all those whatever. dummies walk around kind of weird because they don't have skeletons. But again, it's like, yeah, who cares though? Nobody's <laughs> following any rules. <laughs> <laughs> None of them have skeletons. It almost makes you think the army men. Like, why'd they walk like dickheads with the like board between their legs if everything bends? Just 
bend the board. <laughs> Walk on your toes. Yeah. Uh, well, the army men actually that that brought me to another thing. We're really making a lot of complaints here, but <laughs> yeah, I thought I was going to be the only negative one. I assumed you guys liked it, and I, I was like, "Oh, I'm ready to go hard, and we're going to go back and forth." But we're all down <laughs> on it. <laughs> I mean, like you're saying, it's the pre- presentation's great, and I think maybe that is what swayed me a little bit the first time I saw it because it's like the animation's amazing. Yeah. Oh, you and, rewatched uh, it too? I did rewatch it oh, just good. now. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say is that, like, with the army men there's that great intro scene where they're like trying to infiltrate the birthday party and they like have to stop and like be afraid of people. But now like we're talking about, they're so bold that they don't really care about seeing people, which is such like a easy built in tension that they could have had. Uh, Like there's a very minor scene where like Bo Peep and the doll, one of the ventriloquist dolls are like both on their side of the hallway, like staring at each other. Cause like a person's watching them. So she's like waiting to like run across <laughs> It's like, I don't know, they, maybe they would have got annoying if they kept doing that same kind of scene, but it's more fun to me, like, them having to actually interact with people in a way instead of just like, oh, quick cut, and then, oh, the person's there. Yeah, definitely wrong uh, stinks of, like, writing the, the script and just like, who cares, you know, <laughs> they just go, you know. <laughs> And they're just like every random, every once in a while, they randomly have a person like walk through the scene and then they like stop. Yeah. So just like, to remind you. You could use that. Like remember the, 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 the traffic cone scene from the second one? <laughs> it's like even that one was like, all right, that's a bit much. But it's almost like if they just grabbed like any random, you know, just just kind of mm, don't look at me. I'm running. <laughs> you know, cares? Yeah, they use like a Frisbee, which... Only blocks one side of you, and you're like in a playground. <laughs> yeah, and the traffic cone scene is outrageous because they like cause a multi-car pileup. Yeah, <laughs> but at least it's like interesting that like oh they you know they had to use what's around them in a unique way to get across the street because that's like a big that was like a long scene too I think where they yeah, had to like, get across the street. Yeah, but now yeah, there's running on highways, well, it's jumping like the, out of moving vehicles. Even the third one had like the. The main obstacle was like the kids and like the school that they were at, like coming oh, in. Yeah, and they'd out. run in. Yeah. yeah, and they'd tear everything up. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we talked about characters at one point, like our favorite characters, but this would be the last time we ever talk about Ratzenberger. Oh, baby. Why? Now, he's not in this movie a lot. Well, because he's not in Toy Story or Pixar movies anymore. So Since if when? we go on, we talked about this last time. Did we? <laughs> yeah. He wasn't. What, what was the most recent one? Soul. The last one he's featured in is, or he has his voice, is Onward. Is he dead? He's he's not dead. Wait, I, but no, he, Soul's the most recent Pixar movie. He's, he's, Soul's he's most in recent. Soul. He's not in Soul. He is in Soul. He's he's he not has credited, like a. But he's, he's not credited. But he's in it. No, but they say he's like spiritually in it. No, he Does like he has his voice his lines? in it. Where? I think in the background of some <laughs> scene. There, there is a character on the subway that kind of sounds like him. We talked about that. Yeah. But he's not credited though. It's the first time he's not credited. Okay. And he just, they he's said like, he's not going to be. Leave my anymore. name off the black people movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might be. I don't know. But yeah, they say he's not going to be in anymore. 
How about like? I mean, he's old, probably too. How about Luca? Yeah. You know, he's probably like a mermaid or something. I don't think he's. I don't think he's gonna be in there. He's gonna be a fish, I think. <laughs> I. They might do like maybe some like background gag or something, but I don't think he's gonna have any more voice roles. Like Cheers is on in the background. Italian <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> They're not just gonna like grotesquely use old audio clips to keep him in their movies, in extremely like they did poor with, taste. I think they did that with three characters in Toy Story Four. Well, I know they did Don Rickles. Jim Varney. Yep, Jim no, Varney. Jim also Varney, there. I think they recast though. Yeah, I think they recast him. Oh, I think okay. they recast him in three. And oh, then okay. uh, Potato Head, they just did audio clips. It's very bizarre. So they were like, all right, we can recast the Slinky. We can't recast Potato Head. Nobody on Earth can do a Don Rickles impression. Um, and then uh, our Lee Army uh, died, and they just like, well, we just won't have the Army men in the movie. Yeah. And so it's like very inconsistent approaches to uh, <laughs> to dead actors. I thought it was in poor taste when they had Carrie Fisher's voice in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, also I think weird. we're done. Like some like uh, '70s hair metal band that like half the members are dead from lung cancer. Like, well, let's keep it going. This is also I know he's got small part, but it's it's Carl Reiner's last role too. Mm. He's one of the old timey toys, uh, along with Mel Brooks and Carol Burnett. Yeah. Um. But I guess back back to Ratzenberger. He has a long Ratzenberger report. We're gonna stretch this one out. It's the last one. I don't. Uh, I don't agree. That's gonna be the last one. Who'd he play in this? This one? is. He's the ham. ham. Oh, that's right. He's just got a. He's the hammy ham. Yeah. Ham. He's a regular uh, player. Yeah, he's one of the the old players. Featured. Um, featured. Player. Featured. Yes. Featured. Yeah. Uh, well, I was gonna ask what your of all the Ratzenbergers. What's your favorite Ratzenberger? Is it Ham Kuji? Or do you have another one? Is it this? random guy in soul that doesn't exist <laughs> the soul one was pretty good uh <laughs> ham i i did like a lot because i mean it's like the most fleshed out character he has i think he's sassy he's the best yeah he's just a great character he's one of the best toy story characters because he doesn't care that much i like the underminer, the underminer. Yeah. <laughs> you like one. the flea isn't that your intro yep pt flea pt flea that one's he good. He's annoying. He kind of sucks. Oh, uh, why? I mean, he's a prick. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's funny. Yeah. Ham's kind of a prick, too. Yeah, but Ham's like, you know, he's just chilling, you know? It is funny that Ham is, like, on these adventures, because, for one, he doesn't seem like he wants to be. And also, like, why would you bring your piggy bank everywhere? He yeah, also not a toy. <laughs> he's also, also not, not a toy. A toy. <laughs> I mean, it would be funny at one point if they just implied that Ham at some point had been broken to get at the money inside him. That's, that's true. He never yeah, he has like fake coins in him I think in one. Yeah. Um, I was going to say P.T. Flea. He's, he's funny. He well, gave me my intro. The, the snowman. snowman. Oh you know what? They've almost Mac really the good. truck. Which one? Who? The Monsters Inc. one. Oh the Yeti snowman? Yeah. yeah. I think he's a Yeti. And, I like mean, the other ones are all, like, something. cameos, right? Yeah, he's the semi in, in Cars that drives Lightning McQueen around. That's probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they making a Cars 4? Why not? I'm pretty well, sure they are. 
Probably. I mean, yeah, at some point they probably will. But they did specifically say after this one that they're going to focus on original stories. Mm. So, like, the next four, I think, at least, that are planned are all original. They're just going to be multi-ethnic versions of Coco, apparently, <laughs> right? Isn't that what Luca is? Just Italian Coco? Yeah, it's Italian Coco. Luca's Italian. Yeah. Italian and, then... and or Greek Coco. <laughs> Mediterranean Coco. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Okay, so what race are Bonnie's family? Because they seem, like... <laughs> Kind of almost intentionally, like, racially ambiguous. I thought about that. Do they have a last name? Uh, as the characters, I don't think so. Because they look like they could be anything from, like, Latino to, like, South Asian or, like, something like, like that. Irish, and it seemed... maybe. Irish. Irish. <laughs> it's the only thing they could be. <laughs> And it's like, you know, not to be super cynical, but it's like, is Disney, you know, just like, hmm, cover a lot of bases. I thought about that, too, because even at the end, that lost girl is kind of ambiguous, too. So it's like, hmm. Yeah, it's almost like, well. Can we not commit here? You know, yeah, even though this whole writing staff is probably a bunch of white guys, we don't want to do, you know, another white boy as the owner of the toys. But it's like, I don't know, almost like uh market research shows it can't be a black girl like if it's a black girl then people will think it's a movie just for black girls so we have to make it you know well we can't do chinese or you know whatever Um, also if you make it a black girl then like fox news will flip out about how like no movies are made for white kids anymore. oh exactly well they'll do that and it's like well we can't make it uh like a turkish kid because i don't know we have have to uh, play this movie uh to armenians too and they won't like it you know, in the same way, right. like, you know, everything is like uh, they, they try to like um, remember Star Wars where they had like a half a second lesbian kiss. Oh, yeah. was like, like well, we want to put it in, in the there. Background. Yeah, right. it's like we want to put it in there so that like, you know, uh, American liberals will be happy about it. But like we also want it to be something we can definitely censor out of the movie when it plays in like Saudi Arabia or whatever. Mm hmm. And like that CG scene in like Endgame where it's like all the women teaming together, like running. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. You haven't, saw, you haven't seen Endgame? No, I didn't see, I didn't see Endgame. There's just yeah. a scene where for no particular reason, like every female superhero, but not a single male superhero are <laughs> like, like, it's like joined together for one specific action. Yeah. Mm. Like that, Captain one, that like... one of them could have done by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Even though Captain Marvel is like mega overpowered and took down like thirty ships, but like all yeah. of a sudden she can't take it. Yeah. Right, she's like the most powerful, right? Yeah, yeah. But- we don't have to, we don't have to get into Avengers. <laughs> Another well, tangent. The whole thing is like, I don't know if I can do this alone, and then like a bunch of women go behind her, like you're not alone. We're here. Uh, I mean, they made that well, specifically, and it's even shot specifically to be like a GIF that you could do. Like, um, you know, the next time, I don't know, uh, Elizabeth Warren or someone runs and like has, uh, or I guess Kamala Harris runs and has like Elizabeth Warren as her treasury secretary. And you can like do the gift, but you can like put the names or the, the faces cut, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the names, you know, yeah. <laughs> and you can do all of them the way they did with, uh, I don't know, Pete Buttigieg and all those clowns. Yeah. And it kind of, I guess what, what you were talking about earlier that they, they'll do these like half measures so they can cut it out later and yeah. it there is something that happened in onward that um they have they have two like fantasy they're like i mean they're 
what are they like centaurs or something the cops yeah. and one of them just uh is voiced by um shit i'm forgetting her name now uh lena lena oh there's a lesbian cyclops or something right yeah and all she says is like my my partner's kid or something uh yeah, he's in trouble too well that's true <laughs> but no but they they did cut that when they showed it in I guess I don't know exactly which country, but it was yeah. Middle Eastern countries. So it's like, you're right. That, that's exactly what they're doing. My husband's kid. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Something goes over her mouth. Right yeah. So you're right about that. Um, but we digress. Yeah. Oh, but anyway, uh, did, did anyone, does anyone know what, uh, what racial background Bonnie's family is? Uh, no, her, her dad is voiced by Jay Hernandez. Hmm. Okay. That's, about as far as you're gonna get uh but no they're, they're not there's nothing specified on that yeah i feel like that's very intentional <laughs> for sure uh well i think i don't know we're, we're reaching the end here did did we want to uh toss up a quick ranking of the toy stories wait i, I wanted, Jared? I wanted oh, to mention something else real quick please um you forgot to mention that uh, Randy Newman introduced a new song. <laughs> oh, did you love it? Well, first of all, they recycled "You Got a Friend in Me," which is really lazy. Yeah, <laughs> they played like the whole song. Sure. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like the fourth time they've done that too. That's true. Yeah, they play like every mm-hmm. time. It's I can't let you throw yourself away. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's another one that's like completely literal to what's happening on screen <laughs> it's, it's literal and I, my memory is that um almost all the lyrics of the song are just repeating that phrase over and over yeah. again okay <laughs> there's like not much to the song outside of that uh no you're right for sure i heard i heard though that that the whole notion of that song from randy newman's perspective was it's supposed to be an anti-suicide song that's what I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah, so he wanted yeah. it to be like car- carry the strength of you got a friend in me, but for like, I don't know. I feel like that's a song where the tone and the uh, subject matter uh, match really well, whereas Randy Newman singing about a spork and suicide, um, it doesn't seem appropriate. Right. A tiny bit making a mockery of suicide. <laughs> so you're trash just like the spork. But don't yeah. kill yourself. Uh, did you like the end song? The Chris Stapleton Ballad of the Lonesome Cowboy? Fuji? I turned this shit off immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Who's Chris Stapleton? Uh, he's, a, he's a big old country dude. He had a one hit song a few years back was he the but. guy they caught saying the n-word like last weekend no that was like <laughs> i mean i had a that, that was, was a different guy dude. i mean i'm sure chris stapleton also is <laughs> on the verge of that but we don't know but maybe they mm-hmm. had a country uh, song at the end or in the middle of it is that the end it's over the credits oh that seems cool i guess for a cowboy but um you know it, i wouldn't listen to it and not yeah, not to just jump right back in, but having that cowboy song, and then you mentioned earlier, you know, you love a what's the horse's name? Bullet, trigger or something. Trigger. What the fuck. <laughs> uh, bull, bullseye. Bullseye. Pokey. Yeah. Pokey. 
And then there's a scene where like Woody's riding the cat. And it made me think like, man, like it'd be cool if he did more cowboy stuff in this <laughs> in these movies. But there's more animal stuff. Like Yeah, like if he shot someone. I'm, I'm curious how Is <laughs> <laughs> that a little six shooter? Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how they interact with maybe they could explore how they interact with animals and then work your way up to like like maybe Toy Story Ten is gonna be like them breaking the ice with humans that they're alive, you know? Yeah. They definitely could do that if uh, if they keep breaking the rules, you'd think at some point everyone's got a cell phone. That's gonna be annoying. They're gonna do that probably, where it's like people That's on YouTube's like, Look, toys are moving. I've got a conspiracy <laughs> theory and now Woody has to like I guess he doesn't have his pull string, but he could like Garrett like the kid or the guy, <laughs> you know, like silence them. <laughs> oh, he still got his pull string. I think they just took the little box out of him, right? Oh, okay. Maybe it's all maybe it's all connected. I don't know. Will he get like uh, a, a badass makeover like Bo Peep, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he needs a glow up. <laughs> and then the like person who who videotapes him and like tries to spread the conspiracy, they just like spin that into like a QAnon riff. <laughs> yeah. They just ruined that person's life. <laughs> Maybe that could I'll... be Sid. Like why wouldn't he be? He he'd have to be trying to it's prove true. to people like I want to see Sid cuz he's like in a mental he's... hospital now, for sure. <laughs> Well, no, he was a he, garbage he, man. Yeah, he. I feel like that was a that was also like why kick the guy? Like he's just a child who was playing inappropriately <laughs> with his toy. But like the movies have to punish him by like, not that it's a punishment to be a garbage man, but I feel like that was implied in the movie that like it's punishment to be a garbage man. Yeah, like, and that's what yeah. Sid deserves. Even though he had a shitty childhood, like his, they show you like his deadbeat dad, <laughs> ODing on soda, yeah. watching bowling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a creative kid, like his erector sets and whatnot, all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He should be a grow up to be an engineer. Yeah, you yeah. learn how to solder at an early age. Good for him. But this like conspiracy theory with Sid, like this I feel like this is exactly what the fifth one's gonna be. Yeah, someone's gonna tell <laughs> I don't know who, who's the it. guy who does it now. John Lasseter's out and he's like, I can't stop thinking about Sid. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe I mean, they even kind of tease it. I don't know if it's in the post credits or not, but like Bo Peep and Woody are now on this uh, quest to save toys, more or less. Yeah. So I feel like they could spin that into like some whole like revolutionary shit, where she's like trying to wake up all the toys. Like you don't need kids, and then like all the toys revolt. That is kind of the implication, isn't it? But they, they should have yeah. ended it where like once the toy makes a decision to like go without kids, they just die because. <laughs> the kids love that keeps them alive so they just like fall down and it's like oh that's the end of Woody I thought that was what it was gonna be good. I thought that'd be smarter yeah but it'd be kind of dark hmm. but it'd be good I would also <clears throat> like I'd answer a question I would also like if Sid became like a like a Van Helsing sort of character for <laughs> toys and he's just like <laughs> like killing them brutally <laughs> yeah that would be cool he's the only one who knows the truth has Kid yeah. Robot done this yet? Like any Toy Story sketches? I mean, uh, Robot Chicken. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Kid Robot's like Robot. the fun fun co-pop. I think I do have a, a Pixar Kid Kid Robot. I do. I have a little alien guy. Oh good. I have. Oh, I have a little. Uh, I've got Bullseye right here. <laughs> oh oh yeah. Realize, didn't even realize that. What is that? <laughs> 
I got him at a. Uh, it was in one of those like secret, like ooh, open this box. What could it be? The blind box. Could be. It could be any like of a... the cool ones or this horse. Yeah, <laughs> like a Kinder Egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More or less. Like a okay. Wonder Ball. <laughs> yeah, it was like Wonder Ball. Is that a uh, uh, carnival? Not a carnival. Uh, Wonder Ball arcade. was at least chocolate, though, right? So no matter what, you got the chocolate. Yeah. Oh, I wonder, wonder what's in a Wonder Ball. Yummy Nestle chocolate with candy shapes inside. Keep going. Uh, I'm going to go. I remember the rest of it. Uh, but then they got right. it's illegal now because kids like ate the toys or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Kinder, uh, Kinder eggs blow now. Sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no toys inside, or they're there, not chocolate. There is a toy, but it's like smaller, and also it's, it's like it's edible. <laughs> It's like it snaps in half, and then you have to like scoop out like this weird chocolate, like, like it's sort of like a like a pate truffle thing. Yeah, it's weird. Like, and it gives you this little like plastic like spoon thing to like scoop it out. That what? sucks. That's weird. It is That's weird. Not shitty. Yeah, you should check it out. <laughs> well, there's there's no plans currently for another Toy Story, but. Uh, Tim Allen has hinted that one is possible. Well, Tim, what else is he doing? <laughs> yeah. Tim, Allen, Tim Allen's trying to get it going. He's like, write to everybody, uh, any Potts fans, write to Pixar, tell them we demand more Toy Story. <laughs> I was going to say, Annie Potts has also talked about the possibility of, a, of yeah. a sequel. Tom Hanks said it was the final film, though. Oh, well, so who do you... He's probably I, yeah, but that that one I was there. watching, the lamplight one. Tom Hanks didn't voice Woody. It was like Jim Hanks. <laughs> this is brother Jim Hanks. <laughs> Did you watch that, Kooji? No, uh, <laughs> didn't even get Colin Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it just for that. I was like, why is Tom Hanks reading these lines so weird? Yeah, it really seems like he was doing it. Like, I mean, obviously he's not an actor, I guess. Oh, he's an actor. Oh, is he? I mean, he's, He's Reminds like me of I've been, I've been watching movies. a lot of um, uh, James Bond trivia uh, videos, and they were talking about how in the James Bond mania around like the third or fourth movie, um, uh, Sean Connery's younger brother, who was like, Jim Connery, no, <laughs> what the fuck? Was, I can't remember what John. his name was, but um, John. I mean, he was just like you know, they were not, they were not like. Um, actorly family like they were all just kind of you know uh, working class folks and so he was like a bricklayer or something and they got him in some like uh asian uh uh like bootleg sean connery movie called operation <laughs> kid brother so it's like you know like <laughs> jeff connery in you know <laughs> i remember <Jeff> connery <laughs> i remember seeing that it uh when when i was in austin and we saw spectre at uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Alamo, they had like that those like intros, and that was part of it. Was like they showed like the trailer for that movie or something. Oh really? Oh, the, yeah. the ones yeah. Ray's put, Ray puts together. Yeah, big fan of the pod, Ray. <laughs> part of this army. That's what I call our fans, by the way, Jared. If you if you didn't know, the army, the army, oh, asterisk army, army. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Those, I was happy with that. Just I'm the army. We could shorten it. <laughs> Just me. Yeah, it's army of one, I'm guessing. There's <laughs> at least two people I know that listen <laughs> to this podcast. Oh, and speaking of, so I put it on Spotify, and there's all these like 
stats you can look at on the back end. I checked it, and there was at least, I don't know what they consider a listen, but there was at least one listen in Spain and Hungary. Nice. We got fans, so, man. International yeah. fandom. I haven't checked in a while. Maybe it's been growing since You've then. You've gone global. God damn. <laughs> Zarmi is strong. Um, if you wanted to rank the movies, I mean, conveniently oh, yeah. enough, uh, Pixar uh, ranked them for you because it's one, two, three, <laughs> then four. I would put, I don't know, I might put, nah, yeah, four is pretty, pretty annoying. But I mean, I three guess and four actually, kind of toss up. Three and four are toss Actually, I think I found three more irritating um, because so much of it seemed, uh, I don't know what the word would be. I hated the whole escape from the daycare it seemed like an ep- it seemed episodic but it's almost like you're almost ground down by four that like anything that's competent is like all right you know whatever three seems the most useless yeah I guess well, even I though with that. so maybe it's one two four three yeah at least four i don't know i guess three kind of wraps up i guess andy in somewhat but not really four seems like it has more in it that like matters to the the world and the plot yeah, I guess because three takes basically the whole plot of two, the notion of what to do when Andy grows up, uh, which they did in two, and then they just do that like more literally, and then yeah. don't resolve it. <laughs> they just like, well, you just start over with a new kid. Oh, okay. All right, they they build a spinoff in there. Yeah, so my disdain for three is rising the more we talk about it. So I guess. <laughs> but uh, it did have that dope ass scene in the incinerator, though. The incinerator was good. Yeah. But they had the, no. But they had the thing with the buzz getting his mind wiped. So annoying because the second one, I think, came up with a creative way to do the the buzz. Um, you know, they want to retread the thing from the first movie, which is he thinks he's a spaceman. So the second one is like, well, what if we just got a new buzz? It's like, all right, that's kind of funny. And then he's doing it against Buzz, and he gets to see what he was like. And the third mm-hmm. one, they just do it over again. They just reset him. <laughs> yeah, I get a new buzz. I'm kind of surprised they didn't do it in the fourth movie too. I guess they didn't have time. <laughs> There's no other way to do it. I guess could have given him a head injury, and he, but he the, was the, like carrying that whole squad. So you know, yeah, that's something I was gonna mention earlier. I was like, I was gonna ask if Buzz throughout the movies is like the most underutilized or poorly utilized. Uh, How long does the series go before they just reboot the first movie? Because there's got to be some people there who are toys. like, no, no, just like, there got to be folks there who are like, you know what, the animation's so fucking old, like we could redo that movie way better. And so basically oh. do, you know, kind of like Psycho, like who did Psycho that they remade it with like Vince Vaughn and it was just a shot for shot remake? I thought it was all Vince Vaughn. <laughs> it's <laughs> always every role. Vince Vaughn. <laughs> He's the writer director. Well, I think... I mean, when did Toy Story come out? Like 95. Yeah. 85? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> 90. 1985. 1975. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm surprised they didn't, like, for the 20th anniversary, they didn't go, like, maybe for the 30th anniversary, they'll, like, just, like, run it through, like, Whatever, like DreamWorks again, and just those remake or Dreamweaver engine, or yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just run it through the rendering again, just with like the new skins, and it should be fine. Yeah, they could do that. Um, it's it's weird. I mean, you guys have this this love for this series. I think you know, 
I was 11 when the first one came out, but you guys were like little guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second one came out shortly after. And it's weird because, uh, again, bringing it back to Letterboxd, I mean, I see people who just have like, they just happen to be children when like the shittiest movies ever made came out, like the <laughs> Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or Alice in Wonderland. And now they're adults and they're like, oh, this movie was a great part of my childhood. I love it. And it's like, that sucks. Like, we uh, had, like, fucking toy commercials for TV shows, and that sucked, too. But some of the stuff's <laughs> just garbage. Like, come on, kids. Like, you know, to have grown up, you know, and you had something as good as, as Toy Story, you know, still, like, I think a perfect script of that mm-hmm. movie and very I, well. Unassailable. Yeah, very well uh, very well realized. Um, so, you know, it's nice that uh, the, love, the, the love still shows with you guys. What do you think? Is Pixar getting annoying generally, or are they still going strong? I think they're going strong, and we we kind of talked about this on the last one. Like, it seems like they're almost moving into more like human stories, kind of, or at least like the characters are more human focused. It seems like, as opposed to in the beginning, it was like, oh, what about a bug, a car, a toy? Yeah, kid, things kids would like. Right, and it's like oh, it's almost kind of like aging with us. <laughs> That's true, <laughs> in a way. Do you think? There are kids that like when someone's like, "Man, I love the Mummy." They think of like the Tom Cruise one. Uh, <laughs> it's got to be. That's gonna be yeah. In what, oh, 10, for sure. Fifteen years, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it is funny to yeah, especially you see that on Twitter a lot. Like you see the power of nostalgia as you age because you're just like, "Oh yeah, you only like that because yeah, you were six yeah. when you came out." I, I had yeah. eyes wide just open when I came everyone. out, and it was trash. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is Pixar getting annoying to you at all, KG? No, I just... <laughs> I think that is a good point, though, that I think maybe it's, like, targeting a more mature audience, like... Or it's trying to be, like, well-rounded, like, for, like, kids and adults. Because, like, Toy Story is great, whatever, but, like, A Bug's Life, like, I don't think any adult would watch that, like, <laughs> besides us. But... <laughs> Like, we watched that, like, for fun or something. But, like, Soul, I, like, sat down and watched it because it looked like a good movie to me. But I don't think that would entice a kid. Like, if I saw that ad as a kid, I'd be like, I don't want to see this fucking movie. Yeah, I don't think I would want to see that as a kid. And I thought, like, Ratatouille was kind of, like, the first movie in that vein almost where it's, like, that's not really a kid's movie. Like, it's not that interesting to kids to talk about food for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. like, Like, food that kids don't even like. You know, it's not like a pizza and french Fancy fries food. movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it had the whole subplot of, like, being about nostalgia. Yeah. With the cook, at least. I guess yeah. they're in a good zone because it they kind of are in a spot where they, like, always have a really good chance of winning best animated picture. <laughs> you know? So it's like, well, as long as we don't slack, like, we could... You know, we can always have that sensibility of, like, we want to make something that'll win best picture. And so... You know, it keeps them honest, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I was gonna say too, like the they're at a point now where our people our age who grew up with Toy Story are now the ones that are making the Pixar movies. So it, I don't know. It seems like maybe with this next batch of movies, it's like maybe like another another renaissance of the industry of the uh, of the the production house there the brand the brand, well, the brand if, if they're not going to be doing sequels for a while i mean that's certainly cool 
Yeah, that helps. And it seems like they're definitely... Uh, was that the worst part for you guys in this quest to review them all? Were the sequels worse, generally, than the originals? It's a good question. Monsters, Inc., uh, prequel, or... Yeah, Monsters uh, University. What else do they have? I mean, on Wars. average, definitely. Finding Dory. <laughs> yeah, on average, they're so, not as good. I thought Monsters University was, was like sort of a little bit lower, but sort of lateral. And Incredibles 2 is probably the only one that's like as good, if not better. Yeah, that's yeah. a good lateral move. Yeah, I'd agree on that. But yeah, definitely those are at least fun. <laughs> I mean, wait for at least then you can too. kind of like talk about the series as a whole like we did on this one. Yeah. Is is there a worse movie in their canon than a good dinosaur? Cars 2. Cars 2 is the worst. Yeah. I put I put a good dinosaur above all the cars. Mm. <laughs> I don't even remember 3. There was a 3, wasn't there? Yeah. Maybe you guys didn't do it yet. <laughs> no, we never oh, yeah. <laughs> That was the one with like it was Two or three, like with the whole like James Bond spy. I think that was two. Thing. I think that was two. <laughs> two was like Mater heavy. Yeah, which is just <laughs> like biggest wrong decision they've ever made. It's the one with. Hmm. Oh, there's like it's Parser. with Nathan Fillion. Like it was like he had a special. Oh, the... I don't know. It was dumb. There's like a supercar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like Lightning McQueen's the old man. Yeah. That one wasn't as bad. Yeah, because the second one was there was the second one was awful. the like Oh, was that the first one? The one where they were there was like they all <laughs> meld together. Damn the it. one where it's like it was like Paul Newman is like the old ass that's, that's one. one. Yeah. They all meld together. <laughs> Two's like Bader heavy, there's like a weird spy subplot and they go to they race in front of like the queen <laughs> car <laughs> and like they're gonna blow her up it's so bad good dinosaur is also bad but at least it like is like a very easy plot yeah it's just you got lost you gotta get back home it's basically a land before time yeah oh that's true that's another thing is a land well, before time sorry <laughs> is land before time good or is that just nostalgia um, I remember it being good. Have to do it for a pod. Yeah, time to do a what was that? Don Bluth. Don Bluth. Yeah. Is that who did that? This is the rest of development. No, I thought that's who did all the um those kind of like they weren't Disney, but they were almost Disney quality movies. Um, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Oh, like toaster. Uh, uh, I think he did Rockadoodle, maybe. Uh, We're did back. A dinosaur uh, story. Uh, did you do Oliver Anastasia? and Company? No, that was Disney. Okay. Billy Joel. Yeah, his best work. <laughs> I think he did the soundtrack for that. Oh, I was going to tell you about my hat. Uh, I was, I'm doing, um, I'm doing mm-hmm. method podcasting. So not only am I recording this in my back room with all my junk, kind of like, um, you know, the antique shop or whatever, but this hat, this is uh, an original um, Iron Chef hat that I bought um oh. in like aught three back uh before iron chef america came out um i was really big into iron chef and uh <laughs> I, I lost this hat on the bus uh when i went to uf i used to get on the bus at oaks mall 
and I left it on the bus once and I lost it. Um, and then the next day I got on that same bus and it was still there. So, <laughs> you know, a lost toy, you know, recovered. This is my lost hat that was recovered. And, you know, obviously I just moved back to Florida. I haven't seen this hat in probably over a decade and uh, found it again. So how about that? It was on the same bus again? <laughs> <laughs> Not in games. I don't know, like mom or dad had it or something. Uh, okay. <laughs> There you go. That's a, that's yeah. a beautiful story. I think that's like what Annabelle does, like, because she's like a toy, so and she always ends up back in your house. I haven't seen those. Oh, I I, oh, I wanted yeah. to see those for Halloween, but they weren't streaming. Yeah, they're. Just... Is a hat a toy? No. Put some, no, put some googly eyes on it. Think, yeah, put some googly eyes on Let's it. See, does it have to have a face? When does a it's like that that David Cross bit. They're not alive until they're first smile. <laughs> yeah, life begins when you first smile. <laughs> That's a deep cut of a bit. That's uh, what was that? David Cross and H. John Benjamin at like uh, where the fuck was that? Is that is that the Forget no, Buddies? No, that was That's John Glazer. That was like that was like invite him up or whatever. Mm. It was some like like uh, New York comedy club or L.A. comedy club or something where they're doing this bit and it wound up on. Like Groove Shark, I think. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Gainesville. Yeah, I remember I, you could just search by comedians and add bits that were just like you know people putting up recordings they made during shows, and that was their mm. their joke was a doctor who performs abortions <laughs> two like two weeks after birth. Uh, all right, I think we're sufficiently. <laughs> Covered all topics and got off topic. And I feel like we that. didn't even talk about the plot of the uh, movie, but we did talk around it at every angle. We didn't watch the movie. Yeah. <laughs> we had to keep it broad for you. Uh, but yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll wrap up there. Um, this was good, though, to talk about Toy Story in general, put a cap on it, and kind of the pod in general, because we're going to be gone for a bit here till maybe Luca. If we yeah, feel like it. we got to revive hard men to please, though. We got just got to get get that going again. I mean, I, I got the setup now, and I, I like doing the Zoom. <laughs> I feel more comfortable again with it. Yeah, the Zoom so, will bring us to new new heights. I know how to post to Spotify now. That's, That's huge. Big. <laughs> but I still think Spotify only lets you post ten, so I'm still trying to figure out how to get all our podcasts available. Mm. And maybe Podbean is the solution. So, if you're if you're listening, keep your eyes out. Hopefully, I can get all these available because the world. Also, I want to shout out if you're listening. Hopefully, yeah. all this is cut. I want to shout out to my friends from Spain and Hungary. <laughs> yeah, shout out to you in this army. Check check whatever the pod bean equivalent is. <laughs> pod holy. <frijole. laughs> there you go. All right, we'll cut it there. Thanks for coming on, Jared. All right. See you guys. Thanks, Zoe's Kooji. Good night and so long. Goodbye. To infinity and beyond.